The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, show us how we can be thankful and why, and help us not only to give thanks, but to give. Amen. You know, maybe I probably spend too much time at Kroger because I've noticed something this year that I normally, I don't know that I've noticed before. Um, it was probably in September, maybe even August. And you know, I'm talking about East Side Kroger. You go in to the right, one over there where the pharmacy is, and you go in and they got the self-checkout things there. And then that aisle right past it, it's like a double aisle. Well, at least by early September, it was filled with Halloween stuff. You know, Halloween candy, those costumes, and then all these little trinkets. Whatever. I never go down those aisles, so I don't know what all's in there, but kids do. Um, and then, November 1st, all that stuff gets taken down. Some of it gets put in a little, um, you know, get rid of quick bin. And I see David Whitaker walking out with a... a uh, what was it? A skeleton dog? Yeah, you know. And November 1st, all the Christmas stuff. And I was in there, of course, this last week, two or three times. And there it all is, all the Christmas stuff. Now, I talked about this a little bit ago in my little rant. Um, so I don't want to do that because I don't want you to think I'm a total Scrooge. Uh, but where about Thanksgiving? Where does that fit in at all? We hop from Halloween and all the stuff in the yard and all the decorating and all that stuff to Christmas. Well, where do we find uh, Thanksgiving? It's funny, uh, yesterday we got a card in the mail from one of our church members. Um, and it was a Thanksgiving card. And my daughter, Georgia, saw it and said, I didn't know that they give out Thanksgiving cards. <laughs> I thought that was funny. What, what, what do he do with Thanksgiving? I mean, you look on TV, and of course it's the turkey. And then, of course, that means lots of food. And a lot of times the gathering of the family will be around there. And, of course, you know, football. You know, you'll see the Lions play and whoever else plays that day. And then, but most importantly, of course, is the, the Black Friday sales, which, of course, start on Thursday. So what really happened to Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, giving thanks. What does that mean? How do we go about giving thanks? And what does that lead us to, if anything? What does it mean to be thankful? Alex Rose used to go to church here. I don't know if any of y'all ever run into Alex. Tell him I said, hey, and I miss him. He was such a cool dude. Um, I remember one time we talked at something, and people were hollering out things they were thankful for, and Alex told me later something to the effect of, there's got to be more to it than this. I think he's right. I got to wondering this week. Sometimes that's scary when I get wondering, because I can wander off. Um... What does it mean to be thankful? And I looked up a word that's related to thankful, and that's the word grateful. 
What does it mean to practice being thankful? And what does it mean to practice being grateful? Or does it mean the same thing? I got online, of course, and looked on the dictionaries, a few of them. And, of course, whenever you'd see the word thankful, you would see somewhere grateful in the definition and then vice versa. I'd end up looking, y'all remember synonyms where there are words that are almost exactly alike or can be interchanged? Well, I found this cool site on the Internet. I don't know how I lived without the Internet before. It's called Power Thesaurus. Doesn't that sound cool? I typed in the word thankful, and there were 133 synonyms. That means words that can be substituted. The number one is grateful. I typed in the word grateful. There were 385 synonyms, and the number one one was thankful. But still I kept wondering... Is there a difference between what I consider being thankful and being grateful? And so, man, I tell you, I I don't know where I was out, how to live life without the internet. I typed in this, difference between thankful and grateful. And believe it or not, there is a website called Difference Between. And this is what I found on differencebetween.com. And it kind of made me think of what I was thinking about. The word thankful. Thankful is a word that is used by people in nearly all situations. You say thank you to someone who passes you a glass of water and also to a salesman in a grocery store who brings you the the product you need. It's become a word to show that you're courteous. You're thankful to any act of another person that has made it more convenient and easy for you. You let the other person know that you appreciate his or her act When you say you're thankful. You know, when I was growing up, especially my mother hammered it into my brain that you always say thank you. Somebody could give you a piece of garbage and they're thinking it's something nice. Well, you say, oh, thank you. And of course, when they're gone, then you throw it in the trash, okay? It was hammered in my head to always say thank you. I think I've raised my kids to do the same thing because I still will embarrass them if somebody gives them something and they don't say immediately, thank you, I'll say, what do you say? So eventually they've learned to go ahead and say thank you without dad embarrassing them first. I remember I was uh, with my in-laws, I don't know, it was a year or so ago, hanging out with my father-in-law John, who's a great guy, um, but his mouth says whatever he's thinking. Um, And I, I said thank you to him for something, and he goes, man, you know, Scott, you say thank you way too much. It gets kind of annoying. <laughs> Something like that. He probably said it in much more colorful language than that. So maybe I do. It had me wondering, does the notion of being thankful just mean saying thank you? To be polite as a, as a formality? And then with little thought behind it about the whole why and how we're thankful... But then I looked up the word grateful in that difference between dot com, and it said this about grateful. It says, there are situations in life when thank you just doesn't seem to be enough. It's not able to express the kind of gratitude you feel towards a person who has obliged you in some manner. This is when you say you are grateful. You're grateful to God for having given you life and food and shelter and a beautiful family, but you also feel grateful to someone who's done a special favor for you in real life. When you say or write that you're grateful, you have a deep sense of gratitude that's not reflected with a simple thank you. 
And then the article goes on to compare the two words. Thank you has become so common that it's lost its magic, especially in situations when you want to express your deep sense of gratitude towards someone who's done some favor for you. Grateful carries meaning and weight, whereas thankful is so common that you use it without any sense of gratitude. Maybe this article is saying this for me, that being thankful is saying thank you in that moment, and pretty soon after that moment's passed, because you haven't given any more thought, the thankfulness is just, it's done its deed and it's gone. Maybe being grateful, on the other hand, calls us to linger for a little bit. To, to think not only on saying thank you, but to consider the whole why and how and what has been done and what do I do in response. It makes you think a little bit longer. In other words, maybe being grateful helps us remember and not forget. Remembering and forgetting is probably the two themes of this book that we read from today, from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy means second law. It's attributed to Moses that um, Moses restates what happened up on Sinai in, in the Exodus story and about God giving the law and, and the repercussions of that, of, of God living in covenant with God's people. The people are fixing to enter into the promised land and Moses wants to remind them of some things, remind you, remember some things so you don't forget them. And he tells them first in our reading what he's going to do for them. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with underground waters welling up. It's a land of wheat and barley and all this different kind of wonderful food. It's a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing. And there it says you will eat your fill and you will bless the Lord your God for this good land that he has given you. Take care, he says. The, I think the King James says, beware, be on guard, that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, his statutes. In other words, the relationship that you have with God. And then he says it again. Deuteronomy does that. He says the same thing a billion times. When, you've, when you have eaten your fill and you've built these fine houses and you live in them and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, when they become numerous, your silver and gold's multiplied and all that you have has become numerous. When that happens, then do not exalt yourself. Do not let your heart be lifted up is the literal way of saying that. In other words, don't be proud, forgetting the Lord your God. And then he reminds them of what God has already done. Before he's talked about what God's going to do. Now it's what God has already done. Don't forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, who led you through the wilderness, um, who, who made water flow from the rock, who fed you in the wilderness, and on and on. All these things that God has done. And then he closes, don't say to yourself that my power 
in the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. Instead, remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. So that he might confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors. Now here's the part I want to—I didn't notice too much until a little bit ago. God gives you the power to get wealth. Now there are some preachers that will say, well there you go. God wants you to be rich. God makes you rich. I think what he's saying here is the power to get wealth so that you might do what God intends for you to do with it. In the Exodus story, God provides for the people. God leads them out of slavery. He leads them in the wilderness with the little pillar of fire and the, and the cloud and all that stuff and, and feeds them and, and has them stuff to drink. God does all of these things. He continues to do it into the promised land. And guess what? Even though Moses warned them, they forget. And they'll continue to forget. They will have kings come to try to remind the people of who God is and what God has done. And the people will forget. And so will their kings. God sends the prophets to come and remind the people. And again, the people, including their religious leaders, will forget. You know, I wonder. And I don't know that I've read this in the Bible anywhere. Maybe it's in there and it's one of the many things I don't remember. Okay, God rains down manna from heaven. Okay, y'all know that little story? And I don't know exactly how the people immediately responded. Now here's my guess. When it first happened, they go, oh wow, look at the food we have to eat. You know, and God says, take as much as you need. You know, some will need more than others. Take as much as you need. Now the next day when you come, there's going to be some more. But don't try to keep the stuff because it'll rot. And of course people didn't. So at first I think the people go, man, wow, this is awesome. This is great. This is great. But you know what I bet? Over time... They'd go out, oh, if this, thank you. Then on they go. They forget. I wonder if that's how it was. They forget the source of the blessing and how they have it and why they have it. And also God's call upon them to do with this blessing. I wonder if that's what makes them think what it says in verse 17, my power, the might of my hand has gotten me all this wealth. Being thankful, being grateful. Maybe it is interchangeable. Maybe I'm just reading something into this. I've done it before, I guess. But maybe it helps us to reflect on our blessings if we think on how and why we are grateful for them, and then stay with that a while so that we will remember and we won't forget and we will actually practice being blessed and thankful people toward others. Now, I want to give you two examples, and I hate doing this kind of stuff because you're going to think I'm bragging or something. Um, but it makes me think of what Alex Rose said to me several years ago when he was still here. Whenever we talk about, okay, what are we thankful for? And you can answer in your own mind. Don't say it out loud. The two of them that's going to jump out is my family and my material blessings. Okay, now those are pretty obvious ones, right? Wouldn't we kind of agree with that? Here's what I want to do. I want to tell you why I'm thankful for my wife, Beth. 
Now, I'm hesitant to do this, not because I don't love my wife, but because it just makes me think of, well, Jim and Tammy Faye, okay? And the whole crying and things like that. And honestly, I worked with a minister once, and I was the youth minister, and it seemed like whenever he needed to talk about examples, it was either his perfect children or his more than the best ever wife, okay? Now, of course, I have that, but I just, I just got sick and tired of him doing that. So I try not to do that. But I'm going to do it right now for just a minute and tell you why I'm grateful for my wife. Well, see, I'm 10 years older than Beth. I know that surprises you because I look 20 years older than my wife. <laughs> but I'm grateful for her because she's, she keeps me grounded in things that really matter the most, and it's not all the things that worry my head. Um, she's a lot cooler than me. She has very creative ideas on things that normally I would say, that's really weird. But since it's my wife, I don't say that. And eventually I come to appreciate many of the things that she does. In other words, I have grown in my own person because of my relationship with my wife. She helps me see some things differently. Now, as a result of that, thinking, maybe I should be more grateful toward her and how I show my gratitude toward her instead of just embarrassing her at church on Sunday. But also, maybe that should remind me that this whole relationship thing is a gift from God. It's God's greatest act of all of creation. I think the point of the whole creation story is to remind us that God intends for this very wrong math to be true. That one plus one equals one. And all the relationships of life. And then not only to give thanks that God gives us the gift of relationship, but also God calls us to look around us for folks who might need to be sat with in times. Let me give you an example, and they're not here this morning, so I'll say their name. Jay and Holly Johnson. Um, they moved into a new neighborhood a couple years ago now, and one of their neighbors was Lori Rhodes. Now, I know Lori from the pub. Her husband suffered with cancer for ever since they've been there. But I saw Holly Friday night at the pie thing, and she was telling me again how her and Lori get together a lot. Now, I know some of it's just because Holly is friendly, and Lori's friendly too, but I also know that I bet Jay and Holly appreciate in their own marriage what they have, and also they see the hurt in Lori's life. I think that's a way to practice gratitude more than saying, Oh, thank you. Here's another one. Material blessings. And I'm not going to do it in the way you might think about the stuff I have. Of course, all my Georgia t-shirts and all that, I'm very thankful for that. Um, what? Um, much of what I've gotten in life comes through the opportunities that I've been given. I ended up going to a church right down the street from my house. Um, and there were people that took me under their wing for whatever reason um, and encouraged me when I made the silly thought that I might want to be a minister, the people that rallied around me to support me. There was one man in my church at the time. He was the vice president of Chick-fil-A, and then he became a president later on. And he was loaded. You never would know it, but he was loaded. He was also my Sunday school teacher in high school and then in college. And he paid for my way through seminary. 
And he was furious at the man who told me that because he didn't want me to know. So if it wasn't for Jimmy Collins, I don't know that I would have been able to go to seminary. So blame Jimmy Collins for me being here, okay? And then after that, when I was able to work in church. Now, all that being said, I was, had opportunities. But I studied my rear end off, okay? I was a book nerd. I studied and studied and studied, and I had to make good grades, okay? So I'm not just saying everything's given to you. I worked. But I also had opportunities because of where I came from. My home church, the senior minister there, was able to help encourage people to hire this kid. Um, and, you know, in the different places I've been as a minister, and I've been blessed materially in it, but it also makes me think that, you know, if I was a female, I wouldn't have had these opportunities. If I was a black male, I would not have had these opportunities. And if I was gay, I would not have had these opportunities. Now, I'm grateful for what I am able to do in life and the blessings that have come from that. But I think, for me, it's more than just saying thank you and going on, but to reflect on God's call to help lift up those who have not had the opportunities that I've had. Which is why I do some of the things I do. That some of you scratch your head and wonder, why in the world does he do that? I think being thankful, being grateful is more than saying, thank you, God. And I think grateful is to be grateful for how you got where you got and the people that helped you along the way, but also to be looking for those who have not had that and to try to do something about it. I don't know. That's just me, just wondering. But I hope for Thanksgiving you will take time to reflect on who you're grateful for and why. And what God is calling you to do about it. And for this great gift of God's love, we give thanks. And we give thanks for his grace and care. Amen.